Welcome to the Convene Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Miltite. In this podcast, we're talking to Christine Renaud, CEO of E180. E180 is a tech platform that helps people share expertise with one another in one-on-one meetings. We've heard things such as, it gave me faith back in humanity because this person just sat with me for half an hour. She doesn't know me and she had the generosity of helping me out with my challenge. Coming up, brain dating, a new way of learning at conferences. Convene magazine is published by PCMA, the Professional Convention Management Association, and it offers fresh perspectives on meetings and events. You can find Convene online at pcmaconvene.org. Christine Renaud lives in Montreal, where E180 is based. She's always been interested in the world of education, but after finishing her own studies, she began to question the way we learn. So I was a teacher. I was trained as a teacher. And uh, when I was doing my internships um, in schools, I started wondering if that was what education was meant to be, if it was that idea that... uh, Kids are sitting for basically 18 years listening to an adult speaking. And that's, that's what we call learning. Uh, it, it really challenged me. So I, I became really interested in alternative learning and unschooling and all these new ways of, of thinking about education. So it brought me to do my master's in informal learning. And though she was keen to open a school of her own after she graduated, at 27, she wasn't quite ready. So once she had her master's, she worked for a New York-based education nonprofit. While she was there, social media was gaining ground. She and her friends were always posting requests to Facebook and Twitter when they wanted to gain new knowledge quickly. So I need to learn this audio program for tomorrow. Can somebody help out tonight? I'll pay the beer. So things like that. And that's how I learned most of the things I was using on the day-to-day basis. So I was like, that's interesting because on, on social media, things come and go. So all these requests for knowledge, if nobody sees them or if you can't find somebody to help you out, then it's, it's just gone. It's lost. So I, w- I started wondering, could we transform these requests for help into something that would be a bit more sustainable? and that would help people to connect with each other on the basis of something they want to learn and something they want to share. She set off to invent that missing link. She and her E180 co-founder, who used to work at a dating website, created a platform and an app not to match lovers, but people wanting to give and receive knowledge. Christine calls it brain dating. You want to learn something specific? You tap in what you're looking for and a person with that knowledge replies and offers some of their time. She says the aim is to turn everyone into a lifelong teacher and learner. But to be sustainable, this platform needed corporate partners. The idea of a conference came on pretty early. They initially brought brain dating to C2 Montreal, the big creativity conference. Since then, they've introduced the concept at events on several continents. They partner with the event organisers to make everything work. They ensure the platform's set up so attendees can state what they're looking for or offer expertise themselves. The idea is to fix up a brain date with a fellow event goer who has expertise you need, someone you might never bump into in one of those huge meeting rooms. So I asked, how exactly does it work? If I'm an attendee, what can I expect? The offers and the requests that, that, you, that you will create will be, uh, I don't know, how to uh, rebrand uh, my health company for the Middle Eastern market. You know, it will be as specific as this. So when you sit down with somebody from the Middle East working health over there, knowing the market, then you, you will really have that meaningful conversation instead of having to turn 
you know, in the conversation and try and find what you're going to be talking about because you cannot pinpoint exactly what this conversation should be about. That's not what we do. So it's, we've heard things such as uh, it, it gave me uh, faith back in humanity because this person just sat with me for half an hour. She doesn't know me and she had the generosity of helping me out with my challenge. It's, uh, it's something really, really powerful. She says it's easy to set up a request. And we guide you in explaining why you think this would be a great, a beneficial brain date for you. So you can do your little, you know, sales pitch of, of yourself and, and what is the impact that you'll have in my life and why, why do I need you? And why would I be uh, just very grateful if you spent half an hour with me? She says this kind of peer-to-peer learning experience is badly needed because the pace of change is so great. Schools just can't keep up. She says take an area like social entrepreneurship as an example. It was years between social entrepreneurship emerging as a thing and classes coming into existence to allow people to study it. All the people working in these very innovative fields have to learn from each other. That's the only way that they can move forward. And so when you think about conferences as huge hubs of like-minded people, why don't we ease their their job and, and help them to learn from each other if that's what they need? And talking of the size of conferences, that's one of the things I find intimidating about them. Those few days can be overwhelming. And one of the things I was thinking of is perhaps this, this is quite good for more introverted types to be able to engage with somebody they want to get information out of one-on-one. It's so interesting you're saying that because we uh, we were participating in, in an event in Toronto maybe three weeks ago, and uh, one of the participants wrote an article saying, and, and the title of the article is, an introvert walks into a conference. And it's his own experience as an introvert, brain dating and, and being able to pinpoint in advance who are the people he would like to talk to and feeling safe contacting these people because they put themselves out there saying, okay, I am willing to meet with strangers to discuss this or that. So it makes the connection way more efficient and way more natural because you know exactly what you'll be talking about and you know that the other person is interested in meeting you because they agreed to a brain date. So it makes it way less awkward than walking around with your glass of wine, hoping to bump into the right person. Yeah. Because I think I think there are I think most of us have most people have some introvert in them even if they're not a, a fully fledged introvert. I mean I find conferences quite exhausting because of the constant always onness and the fact that you're supposedly meant to be walking into a, this huge room of people most of whom you don't know and engaging in conversation. I just don't think that's realistic. No, absolutely, and and it's it's not efficient either because if you have a room with five thousand people and there's ten people there that you should really be talking to, how do you find them? It's 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 crazy. It doesn't make any sense. So, and I think that something that happens too is with the the work that we do. Once you've booked your you know ten brain dates or more or less, depending on the time you have, then you can just enjoy the conference knowing that you will meet the right people. So you don't need to be on that hunt you know of of never like you say of being always on and having to to prove to your boss or to whomever sent you there that or even to yourself that okay it it was worth your time and oh no I, I didn't meet enough people yet and like that that constant hunt for for the right people it does wear you down and some of us just give up and slink off to our rooms Christine says this whole idea of brain dating at events 
Event organisers have to be truly on board to make it all happen, including letting attendees know ahead of time that it's available. Because sometimes our partners and clients, they are very interested in, in the concept, but then they don't realise that relationship building takes time. So you actually need to commit to it also in your schedule. And sometimes it can be pretty scary for our clients because that's a part they don't control. They, they are not sure if they will be able to provide value since they're not sure if people will actually meet up and if the brain dates will take place and if it's going to take off. So that idea of, okay, more content is more value is something that is very, very ingrained in, in, in many of the events culture. So we help them to have the, the confidence they need to just make room in the schedule and, and make it brief a bit more so people actually have time to go and meet up and have their meaningful conversations. Rather than go from keynote to breakout session and back again from 8am to 7pm. Christine says about half of an event's attendees sign up to do brain dates. That rate increases when E180 does another event with the same client. She says by the second go-round, the client has seen the concept in action and they're more invested. How hard do the event organisers have to work to make this work? Because they have to provide a room, right? They They have to provide a room for people to have their brain dates? So we help conference organiser to set up the brain dating lounge. Um, It's a really good question you're asking because I was talking to a client maybe two months ago and uh, he was telling me, okay, well, we'll stop calling ourselves a community because we're not a community. We're not a community yet. And a lot of event organizers, I hear that often, you know, we want to build a community, but they're not always aware how much time and effort it takes to build a community. And having a group of people getting together for three days is not a community. It's, there's more work to do than just, just gathering people in the same room. Um, so it's, it's something that we, I think that our clients are sometimes surprised with is the the work we ask them to do and the commitment we ask them to take, as I was saying, to make room in the schedule. It's not easy for a lot of them to to take that that leap of faith and, and believe that these uh, these content holes are going to be filled with meaningful conversations that the participants will have among themselves. It does take commitment and work to create a peer learning community. It also takes a belief that peer learning is a worthwhile complement to the other information people are getting at a conference. More than once, I've come away from an event with various notes meaning to use them. But unless I write a blog post right away, the notes get buried and that knowledge tends to evaporate. Christine says that's one of the problems they're trying to solve with brain dating. The idea that the best way to learn is to sit and listen to somebody else is... um... I mean, it, it has been disproven from research. So it's, it's just not, it's, it's not that it's not possible to learn anything while you listen to somebody, but it's not the only way. And I think that what brain dates do is it helps you to, to anchor this new knowledge into experience and it makes it more sticky than if it's just you listening to other people speaking for three days. She says, if you think about it, conferences are one of the main lifelong learning and professional development tools that we use after we're done with school. So for me, it's a major part of uh, of the learning experience. And I think that more and more people are not interested in conferences anymore because a lot of conferences are still really glued to that model of an expert on stage talking to people for you know hours at a time. And a lot of people don't learn like that anymore. 
Christine says they learn through conversations, reading for themselves, failing and trying again. And speaking to someone who's been through something similar is an important part of the process. That's the Convene podcast for this month. If you have feedback on the show, send us an email at convenepodcast at pcma.org. We'd love to know what you think. There'll be another episode next month. I'm Ashley Miltite. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.